Like any good online article, it leaves most of the story to the imagination. It's like Swiss cheese, isn't it? Full of holes, (laughs) (laughs) but still tasty. (laughs) Bringing you the news that interests us the most. Probably because it's a bit weird in some way. Up to the minute it was recorded updates from some of the world's most trusted and distrusted media organisations. Giving you our shallow depth, completely and objective personal opinions that in no way represent the views of our employers. Please, don't fire us. We tackle the stories you probably can't afford to miss. But why not just listen anyway? It's only about 15 minutes long for fuck's sake. Welcome to Ben and Benji Do The News. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Ben and Benji Do The News, the podcast where we take a look at the stories that, well, aren't dominating the front pages. Good to have you with me, Ben. How have you been? Yeah, good thanks. How about yourself? Well, I know what you're waiting to hear about this Metro Bank saga, oh, aren't you? I'm saga with you and Metro Bank. Have you not <laughs> taken your business to Halifax yet? <laughs> <laughs> have you read the script? Um... <laughs> Well, actually, I'm £75 richer after successfully getting some compensation out of them. Um, It is a bit weird, the idea of of, of a bank paying compensation. I feel like maybe one of their other customers has mysteriously noticed £75 go missing from their account. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they definitely found that in someone else's account. It's just going to be an ongoing thing of kicking the compensation down the road. I also like £75 compensation. It's like, well, we've taken the mental anguish, the loss of earnings, the trauma you've suffered. Here's 75 quid. I had to also make a similar payment um, today for the rest of my deposit. So um, we'll, we'll wait to find out if I'm £150 richer tomorrow, but um, in court for not completing my house sale in time. <laughs> well, swings and roundabouts. This could be an alternate career path. Just keep trying to put money through and then get some more compensation every week. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, so that's that's the Metro Bank saga. Uh, in other news, um, we've had a fantastic response uh, on social media to our call out for Kim Jong Un, uh, Nobly Monsters and Second Mentions. So uh, Ruth McKee said, uh, I'm not proud of this, but demented dictator has been used more than once or twice. Um, Flick Cross, I've definitely done a loony leader. Jake Johnston, who's not a journalist, but uh, could be one, said uh, chubby chairman. Chubby chairman. (laughs) (laughs) You could use that in a few different settings as well. It's not Kim Jong specific. One to bear in mind for parish council meetings. (laughs) (laughs) And Alistair Clark said, I want to make bouffanted bigwig work, but it doesn't. And quite right, Alistair, it doesn't. Do you know, though, I think it would work if there was a specific Kim Jong-un hair-related story. Then I think it's like Star Prize. Well, for the mullet story, it could have worked, to be fair. (laughs) Uh, Which brings us neatly to the new segment we're introducing to the podcast. I'll hand over to you here, Ben. Yeah, I think I've really enjoyed doing this and I've really been enjoying the two Twitter accounts you mentioned, Second Mentions and Nobbly Monsters. And I was thinking it would be good if we both picked one that we really liked each week, like the best second mention. And it was actually this second mention that gave me the sort of idea that we need to do this regularly. So I'm going to read the intro and then hit you with that first part, the, sorry, the second part, second mention. So Captain Sir Tom Moore, who raised 39 million for charity, left his family 73,000 pounds in his will. 
the twinkly eyed fundraiser. (laughs) (laughs) Just bravo for that one. Just quickly, as a side note, I read that story earlier this week, and I know the point of this segment is not to discuss the story, right? But when um, they did this story about him only leaving 73 grand to his family, but raising 129 million, is he meant to look like a tight ass? Yeah, I know. I didn't really know how to take that either, because it's it's sort of (laughs) like, there is a slight vibe of it being like, oh, right, you love the NHS more than your family do, yeah? (laughs) But it's like 73 grand, still a lot of money. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't made a note of the par, um, but this jumped out at me. And the second mention is stiff little rectangles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Careful. I know, this, I know Careful. story. I know what it's from. Uh, <laughs> used to describe metro tickets in France in a Times article about the phasing out of the travel tokens. And yeah. that's my own second mention, actually. Travel tokens. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be honest, that would be a more obvious second mention than stiff. What was it? Stiff little, stiff little rectangles. <laughs> stiff little rectangles. <laughs> so descriptive on the form, isn't it? Uh, what would oyster an oyster be uh, for for the London Underground? Would be shellfish themed travel ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the crustacean travel permit. <laughs> the crustacean travel card. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was a bit of fun. And uh, what were the results of our oh, Bayford poll? Where we took yes. it to the masses this week. So, we? it was good. This was the first ever public vote. The results <laughs> are in. Uh, and with 75% of the vote, Martha Lunken took it, the 78-year-old pilot who lost her licence uh, after flying under a bridge. And I just wanted to give a special congratulations to Martha, because to scoop that award, she had to comfortably be Adolf Hitler... <laughs> Kim Jong-un and a cockerel to a lesser extent. <laughs> but well done. <laughs> well done, Martha. <laughs> That's fantastic. Your reward's in the post, darling. <laughs> uh, well, this comes courtesy of an ex-colleague of mine, uh, James Somper, who wrote this tale for The Sun. Uh, and I'll kick it off. So highway wor- workers had a road to Damascus moment when they saw the figure of Jesus Christ on a dusty safety sign. Josh Nichols and Andrew Oldfield saw the Messiah in oil, dust and mud as they put on diversion boards. Really, this is the best kind of story, you know. It re- it's reminiscent to me of the five inch hula hoop story, which we covered um, at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, And I'll go on because it only gets better. The non-religious workmen showed it to bosses at their depot in Holbeach, Lincolnshire, and wrapped it in cellophane to preserve it. (laughs) (laughs) Not only did they spot something good, they knew to keep it safe. But, But here's where the story slightly falls down. And this is why there's, unfortunately, Josh Nichols and Andrew Oldfield cannot be contenders in my eyes, although we can put them in the poll for the Bayford Award this week. It's because they say... Colleague Andrew Oldfield said, we're afraid to touch it in case the image disappears. Fair enough. We thought of creating a shrine with a candle and invite locals to touch the miracle for £5. On second thoughts, we realised it was a bit too much Life of Brian. And for me, that's disappointing because in tabloid law, if you see something good, you must profiteer off it or raise money for the NHS. You don't just buckle at the at the idea, do you? Yeah, exactly. So what are they going to do? Just just leave it now? 
Um, I think they're just leaving it at the depot clad in cellophane. Wow. That's quick thinking as a way to preserve a, a miracle, isn't it? <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean... always keep your cell- My old man used to tell me, always keep your cellophane <laughs> handy in case you see the image of Jesus. It's quite incredible because one of them, I'm not sure if it's Josh or Andrew, the main photo is, 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 uh, and do check this out on the Sun website if, if you guys want to see uh, what it looks like. It's quite incredible. I mean, it's not a crap sort of Trump face in a piece of toast. This really does look like the Messiah. It is probably the second coming. I don't know <laughs> if the Messiah would appear in Lincolnshire, but you never know. Um, and there's a picture of uh, one of the guys um, doing kind of this prayer pose um, in front <laughs> in front of this amazing um, in front of this amazing uh, photo uh, picture. You can hear the photographer, can't you? In in, in that image. <laughs> You know, lads, it's a bit of fun. Would you mind just, you know, maybe, I don't know, do something like a prayer sign or something? <laughs> it's like in local papers when someone's been robbed or or, yeah. they've, or they've been screwed over by a business. They always do the empty pockets picture, don't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really tells the story. Um, and there's a noble mention in, in that piece to uh, a previous Sun article which uh, told how mum Nikki Hulkerston saw the face of Jesus on a pound fifteen bag of spuds from Audi. And that's one of the things I like about Jesus. He's not fancy. He's not going to return, you know, in, in a sort of plate of caviar at the Ritz. If he's coming back, he's coming on a road sign in Lincolnshire or a, or a bag of spuds from Audi. <laughs> Come into a Weatherspoons near you soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this is from the Mirror. Uh, it's a story that's one of those, like, I imagine it's an online only story because it's just written from someone's TikTok video. <laughs> but I thought it was quite funny anyway. Um, so Julia Cassell has uh, been recounting a story on her TikTok about a boyfriend she had at high school. Now she was sort of in communication with him for a number of months and then all of a sudden she was ghosted. She didn't hear from him anymore. She asked his friends and they were they said you know what he's he stopped contacting us as well right <laughs> so it turned out he was in jail <laughs> now someone asked why her boyfriend how did was... his friends not know this i know yeah that's what i thought and it doesn't actually say how how she did eventually find out but i'm guessing someone was like oh yeah like any good online article, it leaves most of the story to the imagination. It's like Swiss cheese, isn't it? Full of holes, <laughs> but still tasty. <laughs> so You don't want to eat too much. <laughs> yeah. So asked why her boyfriend, this is a little detail, but it's just like this. She asked why her boyfriend had been locked up. She said, oh, he was 19 and the getaway driver of something dumb. He was only, He only went away for like five months. Oh yeah, just like casual, something small. Like being a getaway driver. <laughs> it's not exactly like saying, oh, like it was a bit of sort of, oh, just did something small, the traffic thing, you didn't pay a fine. So anyway, so you get... Something the- dumb. And what dumb thing needs a getaway driver? Yeah, I know. I mean, the only something dumb I can think of that being is armed robbery. <laughs> <laughs> Without wanting to defame him. It's like you don't have a getaway driver for sort of like stealing a ham sandwich from Mark. Do you? But if like, you did, that would be fucking brilliant. Just sneak out. Go, go, go. Go, 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 go. A sandwich a in sandwich. a big hold all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you have to come dressed as a security core guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretending to change the tills. And just robbing ham and mustard sandwiches. <laughs> this isn't just any robbery. <laughs> So, and this is where this story really unfolds. So, 
oh god, boyfriend's in prison. How can I possibly go and see him? She decided to join the school's law club because they had an upcoming field trip to the county prison. (laughs) She says she joined the law club, went to every single meeting, participated in every single event, just so at the end of the semester I could go to the county jail on a field trip. (laughs) Now, I quite like that plan. It's quite creative. But unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be. Because when the students got to the prison, teachers separated them so that all the girls would go to the women's side of the prison (laughs) and all of the others went to the men's. Now, she begged to go to the men's side of the prison, which I can only imagine how strange that appeared to the teachers. But yeah, it didn't happen. But she, she, the final quote in this is she says, so the moral of the story is never chase a man, especially one is in je- who is in jail, could stop there, because you know he's not good for you, especially when you're in high school. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's fantastic. You know what? I think Gillian Bayford would be proud to give an award to that girl, wouldn't she? It's like the... Uh, Gillian Bayford Young Audacity Award. You know, like, she shows promise. Promising Audacity. (laughs) Yeah. The 30 Under 30 Bayford Award list. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. The 15 Under 15 Award list. (laughs) (laughs) This drug dealer clearly has class... Uh, and I'm not talking about A, B, or C, okay? <laughs> I'm talking, hey, hey, I'm talking about good taste in food. You, you know, you know that cheese, you know, it is a bit like crack, right? Right. Well, you know, you very just Moorish. It, very Moorish. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is a block of um, cheese that you've got under your desk, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> not, a block of, not a block of crack. Um, So a man has been jailed for 13 years after his fingerprints were analysed from a photo of a block of cheese. Right. What From the photo, they're able to pick up the fingerprints. Yes, good. So he's holding up the finger with the the cheese. Carl Stewart (laughs) shared the M&S Stilton picture, but made the mistake of showing his fingers and palms. Well, I don't know how else you, like, hold up a piece of cheese. I don't know, between your elbows? (laughs) Um, Just within your mouth. Just gnawing through it. He may have thought he was safe because he was using an EncroChat phone, a highly encrypted device used by criminals. Why was he sending pictures of of cheese on (laughs) (laughs) it? I think he belongs to the same gang of the man that robbed the M&S for the ham sandwich. Yeah, these are incredibly related, aren't they? An M&S based crime. Um... And, uh, yeah, so, so police cracked the system last year, leading to arrests of hundreds of people. Um, Stuart of Gem Street, Liverpool received a sentence of 13 and a half years at Liverpool Crown Court on Friday. Um, but, but really for me, the best part of this story, and it often is, isn't it, with, with all the stories we go to is the quote, right? Mm, yeah. Um, and you can see that Detective Inspector Lee Wilkinson, you know, he's dealing with a serious criminal, but he's also managed to see the lighter um, side of this. And he said Stuart had been, quote, caught out by his love of Stilton cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love those, the dry, humorous quote from a policeman in these stories. <laughs> Please, though, tell me that there was a headline that said, like, lag cheesed off. Well, or something. What was that? Was there a good headline? It should have been like, you there. should be more careful yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, this was from Sky News. So I think the headline was something like, man jailed 
for Stilton picture. So right, yeah, with them. okay. Uh, it's a bit, a bit of a shame, but um, still tickled me nonetheless. Yeah. Okay, so my next story is it's been picked up, but it was actually done by a news outlet called News for Jacks which is based in Jacksonville in Florida. That sounds reliable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I did think the style, and it is four, as in a number four. I did think the sort of style of that is usually found more in kind of like... Coming from phones for you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But the story is, so um, Bartram Trail High School in Florida digitally altered the yearbook photos of more than 80 female students to make them comply with the dress code, which says clothing must be modest, right? But their their perception of modest is extremely high because the school covered shoulders, just a normal (laughs) top with just, you could see a bit of shoulder, necklines, and they even closed check shirts. (laughs) Now, this is completely honest. When I first started to read this story, I assumed that this is this is something that had been done years ago mm-hmm. and had now come to the surface, right? And I thought that for two reasons. As mentioned, what they deemed as modest was incredibly low. But secondly, the photoshopping was so <laughs> incredibly bad. <laughs> I, like I say, we will tweet the pictures. Yeah. But like one student has an open check shirt on. So the way they decided to kind of cover <laughs> they just that. Like put a bit of fabric, like laid a bit of fabric on top. They have literally sort of taken a grab of a square of her shirt and then just put that rectangle <laughs> across the middle of the shirt. So it just looks like... Was it a like stiff little rectangle? It was, yeah, exactly, which did not look like clothing at all. So the, the news channel who have done this, they've news tried to... News for jacks. <laughs> news for jacks. Uh, they have tried to contact the teacher who was responsible for making the edits to yeah. the to the yearbook In um, and said that they haven't responded for approaches for an interview. And to be honest, it's not surprising because you would have to be out of your mind to take <laughs> any credit for that level of Photoshop <laughs> ineptitude. That is brilliant. <laughs> Um, but what's strange is the only pictures they've edited in the story are the kind of portrait pictures you get in a yearbook. Right. Um, there's pages of the swim team unedited, <laughs> including two male students, right, wearing nothing but speedos. That's all been left alone, <laughs> but people with basically passport pictures where they've got like two buttons undone have oh, been like dear. modified. And, but do you know what? I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't try and cover up the Speedo boys because I thought they'd have to take the tiniest grab of those Speedos <laughs> and then just the just idea lay. that they've like covered them in post-it notes of Speedo neoprene post-it notes. <laughs> I know where that teacher is. Where? Celebrating with Gillian Bayford. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she scooped it for this week? Yeah, I think so. I think so. God, that's that's a that's a that's a cracker. I like that one. Well, let, on that note, let's throw it out there. So, nominees for the Bayford Award for Audacity this week include Bartram High School TikTok okay. woman who went TikTok to visit a boyfriend on a school trip. Potentially. We've got the Lincolnshire lads who saw who saw Jesus in their road sign, and uh, the Stilton drug dealer uh, who's got to be more careful next time. <laughs> Vote on Twitter. Yeah, and do check out our Twitter at Ben and Benji. Boom. <laughs> 